Hi guys, <laughs> and welcome to the next episode of Vivacious Scorpios. That's, that was cute. That's, that's that's how you do it. Right? That was cute. I think. Uh, if you are new here, I am Danny, and I am Alika. Put it, put it, put it down. Put what down? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What do I gotta put down? What's up? Um, so, uh, <laughs> hi, Alika. How are you? Um, guys, I just made Alika. <laughs> Was I supposed to answer that question? <laughs> I don't know. I um, can't. Uh, I just made Alika a bomb ass dinner, okay? And it's her birthday. <laughs> she is totally jogging. That's my birthday dinner. Oh my God. I cooked she for you. Totally That's your birthday jogging. dinner. That's my birthday dinner. I'm like, all right. Uh, when you hear this, it'll be Wednesday the 18th. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wednesday the eighteenth. And Alika's birthday is Thursday the nineteenth. I cooked for Alika and it's her birthday dinner. So I'm jocking that. So it is what it is. Heavy on jocking that. That's like heavy I said, it was it was good, right? It was good. I t- t- what I did, that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, Danny, how was your week? <laughs> um, my week was good. I have been Removing ton of energy that I don't want around me. Ooh. I have been blocking people, deleting Ooh, people. Oh, look at you self-caring. Uh-huh. Like, heavy. Um, last week, we talked about things that trigger us. So, anyone that I felt like was a personal trigger is no longer getting my energy anymore. Um, so, it's been really nice to, like, feel... A little more in control of my life, basically. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been crazy. My week has been wild because, one, you know, I'm going away for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those last couple of days I work before you leave, you just like, can I fucking, like, you just yeah. ready to go. Like, yeah. everything you is getting on your nerves. You just ready to go. Like, you already on your vacation mentally. Mm-hmm. But then, like, work's been a little crazy. Um, due to COVID, work's been a little crazy. So, um, you know, we talked about work being a trigger for me. Um, and then this week, I basically realized that I always get depressed around this time of the year. And I was always well mm-hmm. aware of seasonal depression, but mm-hmm. I never realized that I was going into a depression during this time every year. Yeah. Um, and it was hard to come to that because it's like, yo, I really be depressed around and sometimes even on my birthday I'm depressed. And I feel like I try to have people around me on my birthday so that it kind of like forces me to kind of like celebrate put on a brave face and kind of celebrate and this year's kind of different because i'm i'm celebrating solo dolo but it's still gonna be lit because i'm gonna still be (laughs) stuffing my face and i'm still gonna be in the sunshine i'm still gonna be smoking my weed so Mm -hmm. it don't even matter (laughs) but um it's just it's like this year's really gonna be a different and also a milestone birthday. I know everybody's like, but you're turning 29. Like, how's that a milestone? But this is a milestone because I feel like 29 and 30 are milestones. One, this is my last year of my 20s. Yes, like after yes. this year, me and 20 will not be associated again until I'm 120. Okay? So, I'm tired. Oh, my God. So, I'm just like, 
you know, I want to, I really want to live out my last year in my 20s the best way that I can. Mm. Um, because my 20s was such, my 20s, it's been a roller coaster and I'm happy to be where I'm at right now on this roller coaster ride. So I want to celebrate good, that. Though. I want to celebrate the fact that I'm still alive because a lot of people didn't make it this year. Mm, heavy. Um, so I want to celebrate the fact that I was one of the, one of the ones that actually made it. Um, and I just want to celebrate the people around me, even though they won't be with me. Um, I know that you all be there with me in spirit, especially my baby, because I didn't want to leave him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy that I She's am because I have the freedom. Me and him have separation anxiety with each other. I get real. I was about to say, is it him or is it you? It's both of us. Oh, okay, it's both okay. of us. It's equally both of us. Gotcha. You know, and he he gets crazy. The last time I went to Cali, I went for eight days. When I came back, I had to buy him a new bed because he tore up his bed. Sheesh. Because he was he was just like, where am I at? He was having separation anxiety. Aww. Um, but this I time, time I I learned the I I figured out a new trick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this blanket that I'm gonna sleep on. I've been sleeping on for the past like two nights, and I'm gonna sleep on it again until I leave. Um, to have my scent on it so that way it won't be so crazy for him. That's what we do with kids. He can still smell me. Yeah, so he'll be able to still smell me at least even though I won't be there. And he knows my voice. So Mm. if I like call my dad and he knows my voice, he's going to be looking for me, but he knows my voice. So, but, um, I'm looking forward to this trip. I'm planning on doing a lot of, um, a lot of deep inward work with myself. Um, as well as like celebrating us because I'm going to be on the west side, which is low key the best side. If I wasn't from New York, I would fully claim California, but (laughs) But it's sunny over there and I want to celebrate being by the beach every day. So I'm going to do some inward work. I'm going to eat. I'm going to stuff my face. I'm going to go hopefully see some animals. I don't know which ones. If I'm doing aquatic animals or on land, I haven't figured any of that out yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever I, I do, I'm just going to go where the wind takes me and just... That sounds good, though. Yeah, I'm happy, you know. If I can walk my uh, toes in, into some sand and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'm honestly, like, in Cali, like, I'm almost down for whatever. Oh, okay, heard you. <laughs> I said I'm almost downward. Yes. I really just want to go with Period. the flow and mm-hmm. just chill and have fun. So and... if you're in California, Alika gonna be there. You mad at annoying? That wasn't an invitation to. Oh, oh that okay. wasn't a. I mean, you know, if Michael B. Jordan is listening, I'm hoping <laughs> that he is. If Michael B. Jordan is listening, baby, I'm coming to you. So he live with his parents, or no, his parents live with First him. First of all, his parents live with him. All right, okay? all right, all right. And I'm Here sure his house is big enough for all of us. You can find Drake if you find Drake, bring him home. Bring him back. I to thought me. Drake was in Toronto. Drake has a house in Calabasas. He does have a house in Calabasas. You're absolutely right. He's but a Kardashian's neighbor. I mean, if I he see got a bigger Drake. pool than Kanye. I mean, if I see Drake, you know, I'm going to be like, tell my girl Danny what's up, you know. <laughs> uh, She's stalking you on a little. I get it. <laughs> yeah, on every She platform. loves you. Shout out to Drake. I want to meet everybody out Drake. there. Last time I went, I literally only saw Donna and Alex from Black and Crew on my flight going back home. Like, that was all I saw. <laughs> like, when I lived in California, I used to go to the same park that Tay Diggs used to take his his uh, son. Okay. So that was really nice. But then after a while, you know, you can't stare at people because that's weird. It's just like, I don't want to be that And person. it's crazy because I had all the plans of like bringing butter so that we can go to the, the rich people dog park where all the famous 
while the famous people's dogs get walked at. So then Butter could rub elbows with these people. <laughs> I'm like, Butter, like, get, like, come on, go get your plate while we out here. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's That's cool. So like, it's cool. I know I keep bringing up Butter, the fact that I'm leaving him, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Do you actually want to go on this trip then if you're not going? No, I'm going. Oh, okay. No, I'm going. <laughs> okay. I'm going. The weed is calling me. Um, the food is calling me. I have What's so What's the temperature going to be like? Huh? What's the temperature going to be like? What's the type of... That, what is the temperature going to be like? Oh, in the 60s. Girls going to be sunny in 60s, in the mid to um high 60s all week. So... Not that. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a little bit colder, I'm fine with that. I don't mind it to be a little cold. Not like brisk and tornado-ish the way it is here. We had a tornado in New York City last night, you guys. Did we really? We had a tornado. See? I got I whipped. I kind of got... A, a, like a piece of it but it was just mad windy like and that's all I heard was just wind and it was really powerful and I remember my citizen app going off telling me to like go into the basement or I'm like what the fuck like hide your kids hide your wife yeah I was like I was like is it really tornado on here like what's, is it twister on here what's going on like really what's <laughs> going on but then I just saw a video and it was in this in, in it was down by the Hudson by the Hudson Mm-hmm. Mad, just wind and just shit flying all over the place. And they said yeah. the Bronx and Harlem was really affected. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Whenever I think of like tornadoes and hurricanes and all that shit, I think about the videos in Florida where the people are like on a boat streaming down the block. Like, that's what I picture. Like, that right. is worst case scenario. No, no, facts. Like, so, like, for us to be complaining about certain things is like, but it's because we don't normally experience things yeah. like that. Even yeah, like when we had true. that earthquake one time, it was a big deal. Even though it lasted all of like five seconds, we were, I all we were like... in the car. We were in the car driving, and my dad was like, "Was that an earthquake?" And it was just like a quick shake for a second. Yeah, it lasted all of five seconds, but and... yeah, we were all in a panic. I was like, but oh. we're in New York City. We've survived two. We've survived two day blackouts. If we could yes, survive a blackout yes, for two days, the summer days, of two thousand three, we right? could survive anything. Wait, that was it two thousand three? It was either two. It was either oh three or oh four. I feel like it was one of those two years. I can't oh, hold remember. On, let's Google when the blackout was. But it was that last summer was really too titty. That was great. <laughs> was it? How old were you? You were like what? Like because fucking fifteen. Like um, like ten. I my aunt used to stay with us that year, and um, yeah, it was two thousand three. And um, when the blackout happened, she just made it super fun. So. That yeah, was a really good. Kid, yeah, like, that was a really good time. Your, your elders gotta hook that up for you because your yeah. kid not much for you to do. And I remember like sitting on the stoop and everybody's like, "What the hell's going on?" And then like you couldn't really, you could make calls, but they had to be like quick calls. Yeah. And just we had a bunch of candles and we all slept in the living room that night. You know what's that. crazy? I lived in a co-op at that time and, and the co-op August, had backup way. generators, so like we were good. But like there was no cable, so we were so we that was like the worst case scenario. Like oh, we had wow. no cable, so we were just watching DVDs on repeat. But that was like that was it was for twenty four to forty eight hours. That was a lot. But even like you know, um, we couldn't buy anything from the stores because all the stores were blacked out. So whatever food mm-hmm. we didn't have, that was kind of a big deal too for like those two, for like that one day. Yeah. But um, the good news was we they, we were invited to a barbecue almost two days later because they had all this meat. So they just was like, we're having a barbecue. I'm like, cool. That is so Somebody funny. getting fed, you know. <laughs> 
this week we are going to talk about generational curses. And I feel like we should start off with the definition. All right. So the definition of generational curse. Wow. The definition of generational curse says. Not says. (laughs) Are negative patterns from your family history that are repeated in your own life. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Not dun, dun, dun. So that means like anything. Yes. Honestly, like low the key. Smallest of things, the largest of things. Low key, racism is a generational curse slash trauma. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, a lot of racism is taught. It's not. Yes. It's not inherited. It's so it's, it technically is inherited because people are teaching it to you. Oh, ignorance is definitely inherited. It's yeah. de- <laughs> no, heavy. Mm-hmm. But um, that's something that's passed down, and I think a lot of um. A lot of the younger generation is starting to get whiff of that, and that's why they're starting to like educate their parents. Like, there's been, especially with everything that went on this year, there's been videos of, you know, the younger kids educating their parents and letting them know how like ignorant they are. I. But you think that's all for TikTok? Yeah. Okay. And I also heard like there's plenty of uh, like that girl who just did like, oh, everyone's talking about racism and oppression or whatever. And she has, and she's like some white girl in a car and like talking about how it, it don't exist or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. But even though you have people that do the whole, you're wrong, you're ignorant to their parents like that girl did. Mm-hmm. You also have another girl who was in her car, like. That's yeah. not true. Going it doesn't off. happen. Yeah. So it's just like... It's like, yeah. And plus it's the internet. So then the yeah. day, there's going to be a lot of back and forth and a lot of fake shit. Yeah. So I get that, yeah. And it's also like, you have to do what appeases the crowd. Yeah. You know? That's true. So... Especially if you want followers. Yeah. Look what Eva so. Longoria just did. She was like, oh, but the, the, the Latinas, the Latinas in actuality... Again, black women voted the most if you broke it down by race. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, cut it out. Cut it out. How do you feel generational curses have impacted you? Or like, how do you feel about it? It definitely impacted me. There's a lot of generational curses. Not a lot, but there's a few generational curses within my family that now being in my power and now being adult and now seeing things for myself or have been seeing things for myself but now realizing it as like this isn't cool mm-hmm. um it's affected me because there's certain things that you as a as a quote unquote as a woke individual meaning that you're awoken to the fact that like there are generational curses out there that your family has them and you're identifying them mm-hmm. You want to break that, naturally. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to break that, especially if it's harming you. You want to break that. But the hard part about that is, you know, not being doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and having it to be where sometimes generational curses lead you, especially if you're trying to break it within your family. Sometimes they lead you not to talk to certain family members anymore because they want to stay inside the curse and you're trying to leave it. So it's hard because you don't, you because you keep thinking about, the past and how your family was. You think about the good memories, but at the same time, it's like, is all that worth your peace? Is all that worth your sanity? Is all that worth your happiness? Because at the end of the day, 
when you're being gaslit by your family constantly Mm -hmm. and you know that's another thing like they don't realize that like gaslighting can be considered especially if it's something that happens with everybody and it's happening consistently within your family Mm -hmm. it's a generational curse and that's something that is hard for you to break you know because you're doing it by yourself and you want to do it with your family but essentially most people who break generational curses are most likely breaking them by themselves. Yes. Most likely. Yes. Then no, definitely. Um, so I have a list of seven that I came up for, for like myself. Okay. Um, and you can feel free to chime in and be like, I agree with that one or whatever. Um, one is I constantly feel like I'm being attacked when it comes to talking about how I feel or things like that. I noticed that because my parents and like my grandparents were very children are seen not heard Mm -hmm. when i have arguments with certain people i constantly feel like i need to over defend myself Mm -hmm. and i need to like go the extra mile to feel like my point is is being seen uh another one is constant attack by your family when it, in arguments and then that not coming with an apology. Okay. Because oftentimes I feel like there's no apologies whatsoever and it's just like on the next day we're just supposed to talk like normal and forget about it. Mm-hmm. Venting only for your whole family to know your business. I feel like that's a huge one that often happens. And then it becomes gossiping and all of this, that, and the third. And it's just like, who told you this? Yeah. Like family, I feel like gener- certain generation curses is like, you can't even keep your business just like one person. Uh, commitment issues. Thanks to my beloved father. The need to constantly clean my apartment because I feel like I'm going to be in trouble is so traumatizing. Because I constantly feel like Growing up, my mom was always like, if people come over and you have this looking like a mess or whatever, like this is disgusting or certain things like that. And it's just like, now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to judge me. So you're an over cleaner. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, I I feel like sometimes I overcompensate. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I often feel like I'm labeled as the rebel or the problem starter because I'm the only one to ever disagree with old family traditions or old family beliefs or I'm the the first one to give my opinion and be like, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Because before, it's you couldn't disagree. Right. It was that you listened and it goes back to the whole seen, not heard. And you're sitting there like, so no one gets gets to have an opinion? Right. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So those are mine. Um, In my family, like ones that stick out to me would definitely be, um, like you're talking about over cleaning. Mm -hmm. Um, Hoarding runs in my family. Ah, interesting. And that's one generational curse that is being broken as we mm-hmm. speak because so you know how in previous episodes I've talked about how dirt and debris cause stagnant energy mm-hmm. and when you're a hoarder you literally 
that's literally all it is. It's just a whole bunch of just stagnant energy around yeah. you, and you're just adding on to it. So that's in that was that's one thing that I always wanted to break because it was one thing that I just always wanted to live in a a clean environment. And I say like it was always like that, but I've seen it with my grandparent and I've seen it with a parent. So it's a lot to watch your family go through that and to watch their to watch their excuses and to watch like everything so to, like do. yeah like just to see it and it's just like it's traumatizing watching it it's traumatizing growing up in that because it's one of those things where you want these people to change but ultimately because of their age mm-hmm. they're stubborn they're not trying to change which is the biggest reason why breaking generational curses is so hard because you're trying to break it with people who are already stuck in their ways and literally yeah. not coming out of them yeah. To people who don't grow anymore. And not mm-hmm. to say that there are older people out there that don't grow because I feel like there are ones that, you know, that they, they stay woke to a sense where there's, they know themselves and they're trying to be better. But I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, well, this is the way I am and that's yeah, how I am. Yeah, you can't you teach your old with dog it. new tricks. And unfortunately, that's a generational curse too. Mm-hmm. It's being extremely over overly stubborn. Because I feel like that gets passed down because then you see your parents have this like, well, that's just me and that's how I am attitude. And I feel like for me, that's how, that's a big part of me as well. Like even being a Scorpio, we're stubborn too. But like, I feel like it's a lot because of how stubborn, like both my parents are. They're hella fucking stubborn. My Mm -hmm. whole family's really hella fucking stubborn. (laughs) But because I grew up in that and I seen the stubbornness and I seen the, the lack of compromise. A lot of my, a lot of my, Ooh, that's a, good one. a lot of my issues with love and a lot of my issues um, with relationships stemmed from seeing my parents mm-hmm. and how they navigated their relationship and what I saw them go through and then leading them to divorce and then how they are now where they really only speak or really only like see each other as of right now is if my sister has. Something like the last time the old four of us were like together was my sister's graduation last year. Okay. And that's literally because I don't have a relationship with my mom due to some generational curses and some things, other things that she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, that, like I said, that was the last time we were all together. Um, so that's really the only time they interact. And sometimes, um, my lack of not wanting to either stick up for myself or even say something that might be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, it might be, um, combative. I won't do it because of the things that I saw happen between my parents or on the other end, when I get angry, um, I just go the fuck off because that's what I've seen. Um, I try my best not to... So crazy, I just had this talk with my dad. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot that when you, when you watch what your parents go through, and granted, like, they were our age and they're going through yes, their own thing. Yes, But the difference is, they've had this trauma and they're not working it out. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to change, they're not trying to be different. Yes. With us, we want it to be different because we don't want to be this way... If we have kids, we don't want to pass this on to them for them to pass this on to their kids and so forth. 
It has to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say racism is a generational curse as well because that's something that's passed down. Yeah. Literally, I bet you, if you look at all the racist people that we have in the world, I'm pretty sure their grandparents were racist. And I'm pretty sure if you go back at some point, their ancestors were probably slave owners. Mm. I'm like, I'm willing to bet that. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that. That's, so that's, a good fact. that's just something. And even like, I, I don't want to get into how you raise your kids, but this is one example that I think is a generational curse for black people in general. And what I'm about to say, I know that a lot of people in our community are not going to agree with me, but that's just how I look at it. So a lot of black people saw slavery. That's all they saw. So when they got out of it, that's all they knew. Some people were born into slavery, and that's all they've ever known. So when it comes to things like punishment, when it comes to things like um, the way you, the way that being um, disagreeing is seen as disrespect, yes, a lot of that has to do with slavery. There's been a lot of generational curses passed down because of slavery. And I feel I like, granted, I'm not telling anybody how to raise their kids, but I feel like overly beating your kids with a belt is slavery. That That's mm. slavery because your slave master beat the shit out of you if you said anything remotely sideways. And I feel like at some point, it just becomes abuse. And to, and to add another thing onto that, children are not your slaves. They're your children. Yeah. They're not here to be your emotional punching bags. They're not here to do the chores that you don't want to do that you're too tired to do. Granted, you have kids and at some point you want them to be responsible, but there's other ways to teach responsibility without making your kids your slaves. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Granted, I don't have kids, so maybe that doesn't put me in a line for this, but I just feel like to some degree you still have to do the things that you want your kids to do. You still have to, you, you have to show them. It mm-hmm. can't just be, oh, well, you got to do this, and you, you, have to sh- you have to show by leadership, yeah, not by dictatorship. I also feel like a lot of discipline um, actions that parents take are projection. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you hit me in the supermarket, it's because you're embarrassed. Right. So, in a way, you hit me to embarrass me. Right. Because you're basically... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah. it's a lot of projection. It's a lot of... It's a lot of um, power struggle between... And it shouldn't be because being a parent doesn't put you in the... Uh, it doesn't make you the... I can't think of the word. And we were just talking about this today. But when you're a parent, it doesn't make you better than... Or mm-hmm. less than. And your kids are not less than because they're your children. They're your children, but at some point, they're going to grow up and be adults. They're always going to be your children, but they're going to be your adults. Yes. And w- another thing that parents don't realize is that at some point, you're going to go back to being a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You 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 know, a man is, a, man is a, a child twice. Once as an actual kid and once when you become an adult. Because at some point, some adults lose control of bodily functions and mm-hmm. you know you may have to be at a nursing home so yeah. you really want to just morally without this even being a factor but morally you want to have a healthy relationship with your kids and you want to treat them with respect but 
The problem is a lot of people don't see res- people don't feel like kids deserve respect because they're children. But yeah. every human being, every living being on this planet, on this earth, deserves respect. I also want to add to the whole communicating as a generational curse. Um, recently, I was hanging out with my dad, and he said something that annoyed me a little, and I got a little loud. And he's like, "Whoa!" He's like, "That's how you communicate." And I looked at him, and I'm like, you "This is nerve. how you communicate." Right. But do you think it's because you're passionate that you got loud? Because I know sometimes when I'm in a heated situation and I feel away, I get a little loud and I have to catch myself. But it's not like I'm getting loud to be disrespectful. I'm getting loud to project my voice and get it across because now we're in a screaming match. I you know? I mentioned in a previous episode that I hate getting there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very much because of him, my dad. Uh, my dad, also to my dad's family, no one talks. Everyone just argues and hits each other. Mm. Like, it's constantly... They're super Puerto Rican, and it's just like... Not the super We're going to yell at each other, and then fists are going to be thrown. There's like... There, it's no in between. Is there a lot of um, masculine energy there? I would say no, because... In Hispanic families, especially in... Uh, Hispanic uh, Hispanic families that live in poverty, it's a lot of women. No, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of masculine energy there because energy can be within men and women. So what I'm saying is, is there a lot of masculine energy there? Not masculine beings, masculine energy. Because granted, I have a lot of masculine energy inside of me. I feel like I have more masculine than feminine energy inside of me. Oh, interesting. But, um... I never thought about it like that. Yeah, because think about it. Uh, Just to get a little sidetracked, I like to think that a lot of female rappers, for the most part, have a lot of masculine energy. And I feel like you have to be to penetrate that space because rap is very hard and it's been, it was brought, you know, it was breeded and raised by men. So to penetrate that space, you have to be, and because rap is, and hip hop is about, um, using your words and also um, it's speech and your attitude plays a lot into hip hop that you have to be a little masculine to kind of penetrate that space. Uh-huh. Um, even, I know people hate her, but Nicki Minaj, she's super feminine, you know, everybody's like, she's, but she carries a lot of masculine energy for, 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 for me. She's always, always had masculine she's energy. Yeah, well, yeah, she's a fire energy, so she's gonna have it there, right? But even Remy Ma, Prime example of masculine energy. Like her side, I don't know her side. All all masculine, probably a little bit of feminine energy, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um but just in in that way. You know what I mean? Like and so then I guess yeah. If there's, there's like a lot of so aggressive I, I, energy. I, yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, totally. Um so so and, no and, one, and y'all Puerto Rican, so y'all will y'all will fire you anyway. Y'all yeah, that's spicy, what I so. honestly I get told that a lot. It's like, <laughs> oh, you Puerto Rican, so you you ain't got no chill. Um, but basically, but it, what makes it even worse is uh, my mom's dad is Italian, so my dad being around an Italian man, it it's hand talking, it's yelling, it's very animated. So you take this Puerto Rican kid, throw him in this Guatemalan Italian household, and it's just like, it's like a domino effect. That's crazy. So 
It's a lot. That must have been very interesting to see as a kid. Oh, growing up was like fucking wild. And then my grandfather's a prime example too of like, we can't communicate because my grandfather will talk so much and so loud and get so angry and heated that he turns red and can barely breathe, but he's still trying to talk even though he can barely (laughs) breathe. And it's just like, bro, (laughs) you can relax. Like you definitely can sit down. So, um, back to the conversation with my dad though, I got a little loud and he was just like, like, this is how you communicate. And I was like, this is how you communicate. Right. And he starts laughing and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm just like, you're so, yeah, I'm like, you're so aggressive for no reason. Mm. And then we talk about like the whole commitment issue stuff. And he's like, you know, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to have kids? You're hitting that age where it's just like, are you going to, are you going to meet somebody and all this stuff? He's like, do it before you're like 35. And I'm like, all right, so then I have eight years. Like, you you don't need to rush me. And, but with him, it was just like, I can have my cake and eat it too. Mm. So it's, so in a sense, I'm always like. Are you his only daughter? Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I have all brothers. Yeah. So, so that, that pressure's on you. Yeah. Always. And then you come from to especially being from Italian and a Spanish descent mm-hmm. both those cultures from my knowledge are more towards pushing women to, to be kids. married and to yes. have kids and yes. to be a homemaker as young as they possibly can that is another generational curse the whole idea and this is on my list of like what we want to change but that's a generational curse the whole you need to be pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen and you need to be a stay-at-home mom. But you know what's crazy? On that's like then that that's what um I have written down a, a whole bunch of cultural generation not a bunch of cultural generational curses, but I wanted to talk about cultural generational curses because for you there's that side of it, but then for me it's like being a black woman and seeing a bunch of black women that I grew up around. It's like well you're a black woman so. You got to make sure you got your own and you got to get it the best way you can because... And there's two sides to that coin because I know there's women being told to, like, make sure you still look good so you can get this man to take care of you and do other things. But for me, it was more like you got to get your hustle on. You got to get your own money to get the things that you want because these men out here are not going to be... You shouldn't be depending on a man to get that for you. And that being instilled in my hand led me to be like, well, I don't need no man to do anything. And granted, like, I don't need a man to do anything, but Uh men naturally want to be wanted and want to feel like, but it's so hard for me to make a man feel wanted like that. Like I can make you feel wanted sexually, like, but to make you, to make you feel wanted enough that I need you to like, I need you to like fix my car or I need you to like, Bring my bag. I got it. I got it. Like, I never realized. Like, I, I never realized that that was nobody. such a generational curse. Because you're 100 percent right. Yeah. My, my all the men in my family, again, my Italian grandfather and my Puerto Rican father, are like, you should be married. You should have kids. And my mom, because she was instilled in that, she's trying to break the generational curse of. You don't need a man for shit. You do everything that you have to do by yourself. Don't right. depend on nobody. Right. So it's 100 percent like you said, where it's just like. I don't know how to do that for men. Yeah. I don't know how to be like, it almost in a sense, I don't know how to be submissive. Hmm. Because yeah. it becomes a let you lead type of thing. And there's this quote that my friend Stanley always used to send me. 
And it's a, it's not that I can't be submissive or that I don't want to be submissive because I do. I just am looking for the right leader. Well, yeah. Well, to be honest, like, um, My you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the, on Period. the spiritual side of things and we talk about masculine and feminine energy and to be honest for a divine feminine energy to truly, um, excel and to truly be submissive and to truly be in her feminine energy because submissiveness is a big feminine quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be in the presence of a divine masculine energy. So to put that in lamest terms, <laughs> you got to be a man for me yes. to be a woman. Yes. <laughs> like, like, Thank you. You got to be a yes. man for me to be a woman. Yes. Because you have to be assertive. You have to feel safe. Naturally what happens is when you don't feel safe, Mm-hmm. You have to you have to build that up for yourself as a woman. Yeah. And as women, especially me being a black woman, because I I'm not gonna say I never feel safe around men because that would be crazy. But for me to rarely feel safe around black men or men in general, that says a lot. Yes. And that and yes. that is a big part of why. And also, people don't realize that. Um, security plays a big part in that as well. Like, you want to know that that person is always going to choose you. You want to know that that person is always going to be you, you, you. It's always going to be about you, you, you. You and yours. That's it. So the moment that you question that that man is not about you, your barriers go the fuck back up because now you have to protect yourself. Now you have to tap into your masculine energy. So again, let me say this again. For divine feminine energy to excel and to truly be submissive, it has to be around a divine masculine energy or else she will build barriers. And again, to say it in layman's terms, if you want me to be a woman, you got to be a man. And that is all for this episode. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Come again next week. Um, another generational curse that I wanted to get in on because I'm a hairstylist and I literally see this all the time is that women have generational trauma in their hair. And what I mean by that is as any woman POC who doesn't have straight hair or who doesn't have blonde hair or doesn't have, excuse me, what European standards of beauty hair, right? Hmm. Because it's been passed down, especially in the black community, a lot with, you know, we had to, we, it was a bunch, we had to fit in with white people and conform to their standards to be accepted, where the relaxer came in, where a softer curl pattern came in, and, you know, even with women, because it's not just a black thing, because there's Brazilian women with my hair texture, there's a whole bunch of different women all around the world with my same hair texture who felt pressure to be right, who felt pressure to get that. That's where we get the Dominican blowout. That's where we get the Brazilian blowout. Mm-hmm. And working for the company that I worked for and being that the co-create the creators are both Brazilian and to see that they were able to bring their curly hair brand back to their country and it actually do well there. Mm-hmm. It showed that you can break generational curses with your hair. And I'm happy that People, granted, history repeats itself and styles go in and out, but being natural and being back to your your curly texture, I really feel like that's something that's never gonna it's it's never gonna change again. 
I feel like there are some people who prefer to have relaxers because that's the way like to manage their hair. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like there were people who basically felt oppressed by a relaxer and I feel like I was one of those people mm-hmm. um I got my first relaxer when I was in the second grade so I was what? about seven or eight years old um my aunt came up here from down south and basically she was like I had like when I was younger um I had like long thick uh, it wasn't unmanageable it was just basically that my parents my mom didn't know how to manage my hair because if we knew now what, if we knew then what we know now, I'd have been fine. <laughs> like, I'd have been fine. But because at that time, also, too, there were very limited hair products for how to work with natural hair. To work with natural hair. It was mostly like, okay, well, here's a relaxer and here's yeah. gel and all this other stuff. We have braids and stuff like that, but sometimes you want to be versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came up and she said she couldn't manage my hair, so she put a relaxer in my hair. Interesting. And then my hair fell out because nobody else did anything to my hair. So what? for about two years, I was walking around with just, just, just hair that it was, it was, it was a crazy time. So my aunt, thankfully, at some point, was like, "You know what? You're coming to the salon with me." So every two weeks, I was in the salon. Every month to a month and a half, I was getting my relaxer touched up, um, and that was probably one of the most painful experiences I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. When I was younger, relaxers were very, it was painful because you had to make sure it was silky straight and it had to be straight, 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 straight. So you had these chemicals on your head that, and they tell you like, um, there's a movie that Chris Rock did a, a way back in the day called Good Hair. And it was just about like the evolution of black hair and all these different things you can do with black hair and how relax, you know, and the things about relaxers and relaxers. Um, they have a lot of chemical had a lot of chemicals in it back in the day. Um, I would imagine that it's changed because chemicals have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, as a hairstylist, have not applied a relaxer outside of cosmetology school, but that's only because that's not really what I want to do. I want to be more for my people. I want to do natural curls. I want to do locks. I want to do braids. I want to do more natural hairstyles for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will say this. It is one of the most relaxing applications to apply. Literally, I said that I probably would never do it, but applying a relaxer, also color as well, probably one of the most relaxing things. So I don't understand why hairstylists did it back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole experience is oppression to some people. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say to everybody because some people don't see it that way, but some people just didn't want to go through that and just wanted to just be free, and I was one of those people. And I have to tell you, um, when I decided to make that choice to put the relaxer down and to really revert back to my curls, I really started finding myself when I got my curls back. Like, mm-hmm. me with straight hair, and even now, like, I got a blowout last year, um, a silk press last year, and I was just like, why did I do this? And the silk press was great. It was nothing against the girl who did it, but it just wasn't, like, I didn't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't wait to just wash it, but I didn't want to do too much to my hair because I had already pressed it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it pressed for a couple days, and then when I'm ready to wash it, I'm washing it. I'm never doing a silk press again. (laughs) And I promise you, I probably will never do a silk press again. If I really want my hair to be straight, I most likely will get a wig, only because you can kind of control how Mm -hmm. thick it is. And I feel like my hair appears thicker when it's curly. When it's straight, my, my hair is very fine, 
but the texture is still kind of coarse in a sense, and my curl pattern is very tight. But when you press my hair, it's basically, I lose everything. It's just like, that's it. There's no value. There's no body. Like, I, I need everything. I need my mm-hmm. afro. So that's something that, you know, I was happy that I was able to revert back to my curls and get back to myself. But I do also understand that even in Spanish culture, because I do get a lot of, um, Hispanic clients that that's a thing for um you all as well like because there's this pressure to have this long straight or somewhat wavy hair but not too curly you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's that pressure there and then it's a lot because the Dominican salon was like is that's I mean that's where I got my hair done but I I know that there were other women of POC going there as well you know getting their blowouts and getting their relaxers so I just wanted to acknowledge that, and it's also, as well as colorism and skin tone, that, um, you know, lighter skin tone is perceived to be more dominant or more, um, what's the word? I don't want to say inferior, not inferior, but, like, they're better than somebody who's dark skin or brown skin, that that's the superior, mm-hmm. that's what it is, that they're more superior to other that's skin right. tones. And that's something that's passed down to slavery, but that's something that's a worldwide issue because no matter what race of person you are, if you're Asian, if you're dark-skinned, you're looked down upon. If you're Hispanic and you're dark-skinned, you're looked down upon. So no matter what, no matter what part of the world you come from, if you're darker, you're perceived to be less than somebody who's more fair-skinned. And that's something that I hope for the world to be different, but because it's a world issue, I know I'm asking a lot. But it's, it's it's also interesting that in women it's that light skin is preferred, <coughs> excuse me, over dark skin. That too. But then in men it's dark, dark skin. skin is preferred, and there's a reason for over that. light skin. So do you remember when <laughs> right there was a previous episode where you said we talked about it and you were saying that um, like you know strong black man and how that but that goes back to the have you ever seen Django Unchained? No. No. So in Django, wow, every episode you give me a new movie a new to movie. Watch. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Django Unchained is a Quentin Tarantino movie that's surrounded about uh, around slavery, mm-hmm. and basically Jamie Foxx is a slave who's trying. He's uh, he gets help. He he is asked for help from somebody who's a bounty hunter to try to find these people, and the people that the bounty hunter is looking for, they're actually slave owners. Mm. Um, but they're wanted for, I, honestly, I don't remember what they're wanted for, but anyway, so, um, basically they had this thing called Mandingo fights and what Mandingo fights were in slavery was basically men fighting each other to the death. And there's a scene and in Django. Mandingo don't mean men now. No, it doesn't. But that's where, I mean, that's kind of where it comes from only because to be a Mandingo, to be in a Mandingo fight, you had to be strong because you literally have to kill your opponent. If not, you're going to die. Like, that's literally what it is. It's either it was killed or be killed. And a lot of those fights were light skin versus dark skin. Or who was stronger. Obviously, who's stronger, who's weaker. But it stems from that because it's perceived that in, in any... And in, in that's perceived with all black people that if your skin is darker, it's perceived as stronger. Mm-hmm. Which is why black women are the leading deaths during pregnancy and why, you know, we're the, in, in the medical field, why 
we'd never feel safe. Plus, we were also experimented on at one point as well. Yes. So, um, so yeah. What are some things you want to change for your children or your family in the future as far as generational curses go? You know what? When it comes to my family, I think I've made peace that my family just really isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. I think when new things happen, it surprises me, it shocks me, it triggers me. But then I get back down to earth and I realize, like, this is who your family is. So I think as far as anything I want to change with my family, it would just be who I consider my actual family. I think as far as changing anything, it would be who who really is my family as far as that. And my definition of family is something that I want to change. What about... Um... What about for, like, your kids? Like when... With my kids, um, if I'm ever blessed with children, um, <laughs> I think it would just be something that um, that I'm already changing myself as far as when it comes to that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that was uh, one of the reasons why I wanted a dog. I know that's probably not the best um, example, but I feel like I wanted to have, like, a a parent not training but you have to have a certain amount of patience to have a dog because they they go through a lot you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. and i felt like if i can have enough patience for a dog you know what i mean because i i feel like patience is something that you have to you have to learn it regardless because one no matter what you want in this world it's all about divine timing and sometimes you got to wait right yeah, yeah, yeah. so patience is something that we all have to learn and i feel like patience is one of the things that i lack and to have kids, you have to have patience to raise them because one, just like they're an individual trying to figure out themselves, they're a child, literally born into this chaotic ass fucking world. That they didn't ask you trying to figure to. themselves out, and it was crazy because today, um, my job had a discussion about it was about race and it was about um, they wanted they talked about um sexuality to a to a brief. Um, be, to talk about it in the workplace so there's mm-hmm. no like disrespect there and one thing they talked about is letting kids be kids and letting them figure themselves out Ooh. down to even down to even their gender you know and people I have, have that like, on my list people have like gender reveal parties about what they're gonna have and the thing is because we have all these um, because we become aware of all these gender identities that we have now we have non-binary Mm-hmm. And we have pronouns that there are people who were um, cis women who want to have pronouns for, want to have male pronouns and vice versa. So why wouldn't we let our children have that option for themselves? And to be honest, um, that part of sexuality and having non-binary, um, that's something that's new to me. I've never... Um, I never would have opened my um, eyes to that had it not been for friends and family being open about their sexuality. So because that they mentioned that to me today, mm-hmm. that's something that I would like to consider going forward when it yeah. comes to have kids to let them just live their life. And I also feel that when it comes to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people attack them for what's what they let their child do. For uh, um, expressing herself. For expressing herself, yeah. right. And even there's other rappers joining in like, oh, y'all shouldn't let him hurt him do that. They don't even respect the fact that the child doesn't want male pronouns. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's like, this child is literally not hurting you. At all. 
It shouldn't even bother it shouldn't even, you. But the problem is people feel like because of what we see on TV and that's why they don't want like gay characters on Disney and on Nickelodeon and all these kid shows because they feel like that projects things onto kids. And I say, listen, kids are going to do what they want to do. And if they want to experiment and see if they like that, then let them do that. I don't see anything wrong now, am I saying that kids should be sexual at, like, five and six? Absolutely not. It's interesting, too, because, but, like, people will get on Instagram and post, like, these outfits, and people will sexualize them. Yeah. And it's just, like, but we're also, it's just fashion. Well, so, it's, like, people also pick and choose what they agree with and what they don't agree with, and they when it comes it to the Only when it comes to the clothes, the only reason why it bothers me is because... We have pedophiles out there. Yeah. And they look for things like that. And it's just like that part of it is what bothers me. If we didn't live in a a world where there were pedophiles and where they're trying to make pedophilia fucking normal, um, that would really bother me. Like Mm -hmm. that, if it wasn't that factor, that's the only reason why. But granted, like, do we, do we sexualize people by their clothes? Absolutely. Should we sexualize kids by their clothes? Probably not, but again, because we live in a time where there's people who don't know how to keep their hands and their eyes to their fucking yeah. selves, yeah. that's that's probably my biggest issue with it. Other than that, it would it really wouldn't bother me. Um, but you know, some kids I do think act a little like kind of grown mm-hmm. for their age, but that also has to do with their parents. You know, people like to blame. Celebrities, people want to say everyone else. Cardi like you B are and, the influence of your right, children. You're the influence. At the end of the day, if you're listening to Cardi B in the car, mm-hmm. you can't be upset that they're trying to listen to Cardi B without you in the car. Exactly. Like, come on. And it's, and that's nothing against Cardi B. It's just make great music. No, yeah. Does she make music for kids? No, but that's mm-hmm. not that's but not that's why not her she's intent. here. Yeah. My thing is this: they have kids bop. They got Disney radio. Okay. This this. this <laughs> There's children artists out there. There's children appropriate music out there that doesn't have to be Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and all these other artists that you shame for being who they are because they're not influencing children. And then it's like they want Beyonce to influence children, but then they get upset when she does certain things. But I'm like, you can't be looking to these people to raise your kids, which is another generational curse. Looking to other people to raise your damn kids. The TV, the computer, and all that is not supposed to raise your kids. You are. Granted, there's things like work and things that get in the way, but you got to figure that thing out. Listen, you got to figure it out. No, yeah. You got to figure it out. If you're going to have kids, you you have to be honest with yourself. And that's another thing that's passed down is that I don't feel like people are honest with themselves about marriage and children. I feel like a lot of people are not honest with themselves about marriage and children. They're very yes, like, yes, yes, okay, yes. I want to get married because that's what my parents did and I have yeah. to, this is my box. It's And it's okay to be like, you don't want to get married, you don't want to have kids. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, I I agree. My um, I tell my mom all the time that I don't know if I want to get married. And she's very like, what's your... And I, and I tell her often, I'm like, I'll probably have kids. probably won't get married. And I genuinely feel like marriage is a contract. Like, marriage is just us going to the state and being like, this is who I want to call my spouse. 
let's sign this contract so that if he dies, I think when it comes I to marriage, to this person. I think when it comes to marriage, it has to be, it's all about divine timing and the right person. Cause you feel this way now, but I think if you met the person that you really wanted to spend the rest of your life with, you would be okay with it. You might be, you might be, I don't know. You might well, be. Well, anyway, but, so, but <laughs> it could be, Maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I doubt it. We'll, but we'll see. see. Uh, some things that I want to change for my children or my family. Um, I want to apologize to my children when I'm wrong. Agreed. Uh, right here I have having a different view on marriage. I generally feel like it's a contract. Uh, I want to listen to my children. I want to believe in mental health. Yeah. And not tell and my it. kids that... You're only 10. What do you have to be depressed about? What do you have to be anxious about? And that's the thing, people. That's I think, annoying. I think a kids having a day off from school is important. If you call out of work because you ain't feeling it, why can't your kid have a day off from school because they not feeling it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't that be a thing? And last but not least, letting children express themselves and not shut down expression. Yeah, I think definitely let them expressing themselves without it being seen as disrespectful or even expressing themselves without making it about myself. Yes. Um yes. something that um Oh worry about other people's perception of your child. Right. Because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how anybody else feels about your child but you. Yeah. Um And even then it really ain't even about you. It's about your child's happiness. The thing is, um, things like this happen in my family a lot and because of that, I'm, I don't disclose a lot of things with my family. Like, my family probably, <laughs> you know how, like, they say Scorpios are, like, super secretive? Yeah. And that's just one thing that I've literally, like, adapted to is just that not everybody knows everything about me. Like, everybody might know little bits and pieces about me, but there's not one, there's literally only one person. No, there's not one person that knows everything about me because not even my sister, who knows most of the things about me, but she doesn't know everything because yeah, there's certain I things that agree. are kind of shielded. So I live with my brother and there's plenty of things that he sees or he knows, but then there's so many other things that he has no idea right, about. Yeah, right. yeah. So I feel like when it comes to my family, but that's, that's also something that it made it easier for me to do with my family because of their response to things, how they make things about themselves and mm. how they flip things and gaslight you. So because Ugh. of that, I kind of like avoid, I don't want this is so hard for me to say, but I really avoid as much contact as I can with my family uh, I can, because I can, of that, I because I don't that. want things thrown in my face. I don't want things repeated. And I think that makes me secretive towards other people as well. Yes. Um, because yes. I'm, and also something that is a big generational curse for me is trusting women. I have big trust issues with other women. And a lot of that has come from my mom. A lot of that has come from female friends that I've had in the past. But something that I think that I want to change for myself is being more trusting of women. I just cooked you dinner. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You dropped that pen so fast. Because I say, I don't just remember, I just get you dinner. I'm like, well, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. You better trust me. But then it's not even, it's not even just, it's not even, like I said, it wasn't just from family. It was also oh, female like, friends that I've had in the past matter, that have done like matter. crazy. Oh my God, Danny. <laughs> Do we have to have the 
emotional hour right now. Well, you're making this show about me and it's you're not about sad, me. rising and emotion just don't go together. I can, no, no, no. I can, I definitely have emotional range. Like, I can definitely be emotional. Yes, that's what, your Aries move. Yes, impulse. Yes, I'm aware. But that sad, rising, be like, let's not do this today if we don't have to. And my cancer rising be like, I love you. I'm just like, I can't do this with you today, Tim. Like, stop. Oh but also, like, I'm not a hugger. And that's something that I want to change going forward, that I'm uh-huh. not a big hugger. Mm-hmm. And that's something because, like, granted, like, so it's crazy. Me and my sister talk about it all the time. Growing up in a house with an overly emotional parent and a non-emotional Ooh, parent my parents. is crazy. Yes. My mom is a Libra. And my dad is a Sag. My dad is overly emotional. When I tell you my dad is like the emotion, most emotional man I've ever met in my life. That is so A funny. lot of masculine energy, but very emotional. That very is emotional. So <laughs> and my mom is like, very like, I'm not going to tell you how I feel until I'm all bottled up and we're having an argument and I'm not going to hug you. I'm not going to tell you I love you. Unless we're having a lovey-dovey moment. So, it honestly, the only person I'm really affectionate with is really my sister and butter. And if I have a dude, like, if you my dude, like, my last real boyfriend, like, we was emotional. (laughs) Like, I was emotional with him. But, like, when it comes to, like, my friends, it's very hard for me to be emotional with my (laughs) friends. It's so hard. I will not hug them. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. I'm not a hugger. I just, it's like, I literally only hug my sister and my dog. That's it. Like, that's the only two people right now that I hug. My parents are Scorpio and Aries. And again, my dad being a fire sign, uh, I can totally relate, is so emotional. And my mom is a... Air. She's Aquarius. Is that Aquarius? She's a Scorpio. Oh, oh. But she's an Aquarius... Um. She's an Aquarius moon. Okay. And she's a Sag rising. Ooh. So she's very stone cold. Like, not stone. I wouldn't say stone cold because she's very like, I love you. I want to know I love you. But my dad was the overly affectionate and wants to kiss you, hug you, be all over you, yeah, tell you he loves and you. And, but then can't communicate. So it's just like, right. what are we doing? Oh my like, God. what, are, what just, are we doing? Listen, you hit the nail on the head with that because... Really over emotional, but cannot communicate. Like, literally, when I tell him things to try to correct him, he gets very dismissive and like, okay, whatever. And I'd be like, yo, I can't. Raising your parents is hard. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. You raise the nail on the fucking head. Raising, raising your parents, parents is so hard. hard. Yes. Yo, could you really want to knock these <laughs> I noticed that. So, last episode, we talked about mental health. And being that I have opened up and been so transparent about my depression, uh, I realized that there's so many things that I've had to teach my mom mm-hmm. about like how to cater to me, how to communicate with me, right. how to understand me with depression now. Right. Um, so heavy on the raising my parents. And thankfully, she's been super flexible. And but I did make her really mad the other day. And she was like, I'm not kissing your ass anymore. <laughs> but it was very like, I didn't mean to make her mad. I was just, I just, I hate, I also hate relying on people. So I've been out of her, I haven't lived with her for like five years. So having to still rely on her for like, 
I need you to be on my house if the plumber comes. I need you to, or the cable tech is coming. Like, there are certain things that, like, I still need her to rely on her for. And, or, like, if I need a ride somewhere and she can, I'm just like, I don't know why I rely on you. <laughs> it's just like, it really bothers me. So it's not, it's like, not the Virgo the time, moon. It's not the times that she can do it. It's the times that she can't, can't do, do it. That that, yeah. Like, yo, that is crazy. <laughs> My Virgo moon be like, I yes. can't control any of this. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I need to control it. And I literally just had a conversation about that because there was a post that said, you know, not doing nothing doesn't mean that you're not busy, basically underlining. Like, yeah. not saying that your mom was like, like not, you know, she wasn't, she couldn't be there. She but wasn't like, busy. Some people. <laughs> I don't care. She some wasn't busy. Some people just don't understand, like. And I feel like I've had friendships in the past where they just didn't want to understand that, okay, just because you feel like me not doing anything means is me I'm not free. doing anything, mm. means I'm free. Mm. Like, I need a mental day. Mm-hmm. I need, like, I need to get my life together. And even if, granted, um, back in 2018, um, I went through a depression for, like, mm-hmm. a whole year. Mm-hmm. It was right after my grandma, my grandmother passed away. And, um, it brought up a lot of things and a lot of things transpired after that, that put me in a place where I didn't know where I was going. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I just was stagnant and I was home for like a year and I literally didn't do anything because I was literally trying to figure myself out. Yeah. And I didn't know what my next move was. Mm -hmm. And during that time I had a friendship where... They wanted me to. They wanted me to do something for them, mm-hmm. and mentally, I just could not pull myself out of bed to do it. Gotcha. And because I couldn't be there for them, they took that very personal, and they took it as a, well, you wasn't doing anything. Anyway, you should have. Yeah. You should have just been able to be here and do it. But what people don't understand about depression is that there's levels to depression. Mm -hmm. There's high-functioning depression where you can still function and everything, but that doesn't mean you're not depressed. High-key, me. Um, There's depression where you can't get up out of the bed. And that can take forever, however long you want it to last. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it lasts longer than you want it to because it's so hard for you to pull yourself up out of that. It's hard. And I don't think people understand that sometimes you need a day, you need a month, you need a year to get yourself together. If you're able to do that for yourself and you need it, then why not? Mm -hmm. Why stress myself out working for somebody else when I don't even know what I want to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why would I do that? So I took some time out to just kind of like get myself together and just rearrange myself because... I was I was functioning on I need to do this and it was just too much. So the fact that I was able to kind of just sit down for a minute and just kind of like feel the emotions I was feeling and write it out, I appreciate. I I would never take that time for granted. I mm-hmm. I took that time and I did with it exactly what I was supposed to do. Yeah. But during that time, people just didn't understand that. Sometimes like doing anything was just the most for me, and I couldn't do it. There were days mm-hmm. where I just sat in the dark. For weeks, I just sat in the dark, oh, wow. and it was it was a hard time for me. But you know, I got through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish that the people who were in my life at that time understood, so that maybe we could have 
had a, a better relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. I do understand that um, some people just aren't meant to be in your life. And sometimes Ooh. when they come out, the way they leave Period. and when they leave is just to show you how much you didn't really need them in your life, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, got a little sidetracked, but... Um, <laughs> got a little sidetracked there. But yes, uh, your mother, your Virgo moon was not letting you believe that your but, mom... But it all goes <laughs> back to raising your parents. Yeah. Like, all in all is really what all that was. Yeah. It's... You know. But also, when you're raising your parents, like I said, we also have to... <laughs> as much as we want to be like... we. To a certain degree, we want to blame them for everything. We also have to acknowledge that, again, they're going through their own generational yes. curses. And yes. they have to realize that they have to come too. They're not perfect either. Yeah. So I do acknowledge that. But my problem comes in when you're not willing to change, when you're not willing to do better. That's yeah. really where do my the work bottom with line me comes if I'm in. Trying right. to do the work. Exactly. And that is a burden of trying to break That's a generational a burden. That's curse. a burden. And also knowing that... Not knowing, but doing it by yourself is a burden because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of the times you will be doing it by yourself because nobody wants to break them. They just want to stay stagnant. So a mm-hmm. lot of the times you are on your own breaking these curses. So that's a, a, a big hardship for, yeah. for every anybody trying to break a generational curse. Yep. This is not easy and... You got it, though. Yeah. Like, one day at a time, one, at one time, year sure. at a time, one month at a time, right. one week at a time, one second at a time. Yeah. Just, just like they said in Creed, one step at a time. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do if we swim? Okay. Somebody I was I be, really watching Finding Nemo I told today. you. I told you. Listen, you were I really watched Finding Nemo today at work. Mm. I get paid to watch Pixar movies. Just keep swimming. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. <laughs> All right. So on that note, um, any final takeaways? Um, Drake is going to save the world. Oh, my God. Because he's going to drop an album in January. Yes, so yes, period. Yes. Fuck this year. We in 2021. First of all, we can't fuck this year yet because I haven't had my birthday. So after okay, my okay. birthday. After Alika's birthday. Fuck this year. And that's it. Period. Anything else you would like to add? Because I think I just gave. Um, I, I would the best like to add that okay. it's a real baddie's birthday tomorrow, yeah. and y'all better fucking um. I don't know. Y'all better do a virtual birthday cake or something. <laughs> something. Okay. Um. Have and sex. y'all better Get appreciate high, the twenty fineness that's about to be loading. Ooh, okay. Because. Mm. 20 fine, listen. You can't say that. 20 fine is about to be real. I I I feel like pandemic birthday wasn't this wasn't that bad. I had a really good time. You look like you had a really good time. Yeah, I'm excited to see the good time that you have though. Listen, if Michael B. Jordan <laughs> isn't my close friends, then you already know. <laughs> if there's a close friend post and you see Michael B. Jordan, then you already I'm know what happened, okay? It. I'm Listen, I could only imagine if I really met Michael B. Jordan, I would probably be fucking shaking. Like, oh my gosh. Just tell him you want to give him some head. Wow. Listen, if I met Drake, well, he has best believe. With, he has slept with his fans before. He's, he's admitted to sleeping with his fans before. He um, said he's not proud of it, but he's done it. So I'm sure he'll, I'm sure like. You know, I'm, 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 I'm sure it could, it could go down. <laughs> I'm here for the energy. I'm here for it. 
so with that being said, Michael B. Daddy. Happy birthday to Alika. Oh. And I hope you have the best time in California. Okay, anyway, so like I was saying, we are going to wrap this one up. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I don't have any updates on stats that I usually do at the end of each episode, which I've been doing a lot. Of. Oh, okay. But I, I was don't, like, like, yeah, I was like, girl, like, the election's over. Hopefully it's over. Like, what are you talking about? No, Trump said he won the election, all right? It was on Twitter. And you know, when Mr. Twitter Fingers got Twitter Fingers going, he right. Okay. I really wish um, he would honestly take that seventy thousand dollars on his hair budget and actually use it, because oh he only uses probably like fifteen dollars. He needs to actually use the whole seventy thousand. That is so crazy. So we can have a real closure on his head, have a real frontal <laughs> on his head, and we not love one you. that was made by a five year old. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Uh, what else? Happy tomorrow. Yeah. Happy. Happy. T- I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> happy hump day. And shout out to Alika. And shout out to Scorpios. And I think this is the last week of Scorpio season, right? Yes, yeah, Scorpio season. This is like the last weekend of yes. Scorpio season. Scorpio season will well, we're going to make this shit Liddy too titty. It's been a good ass month. I can't lie. I've been getting drunk every fucking weekend. You already know. Gang shit. But, uh, I'll have that. Um. <laughs> Just know. Okay. Now, I can't say too much information. My mom's probably listening. All right. Well, mom. But shout out to him. No, it's nobody really. I just, I'm just having a riot all on my own. Just a gangster on the low. Yeah. yeah heard you. <laughs> heard you. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll, we'll be back with another episode next, next week. Next week, we'll be talking about dog mom and plant mom life. Me and Danny get into our kids. I have a lot of kids. I got two new kids. Yes, you did. So I got, a, I got 10, 11 kids. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of kids, sis. I know. And I keep doing my Kegels. Wow. So anyway. on that love note, you guys. love you guys. Bye. Bye.